15 minutes it is before 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk with me, Ayabonga Tawe. And we now wrap up uh, some of the big stories in the world of business. And today we uh, focus on one of those, and that's uh, the uh, story of the large business center at uh, the Receiver of Revenue, which uh, was re-established uh, uh, just a few hours ago by uh, SARS Commissioner Edward Kisweter, who met with the CEOs and tax, tax heads of uh, companies to relaunch and re-establish the large business center at its new premises. Now, the center is uh, aimed at uh, providing services to large businesses and uh, high net worth clients and also ensuring, I guess, that they continue to meet their obligations to the receiver of revenue. And I'm joined on the line by the commissioner at the South African Revenue Service to speak about this relaunch. Edward Kisweta, good evening to you and welcome to Metro FM Talk. Good evening, Ayabonga. Hope you're well. I'm well, thanks. And uh, thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us. Edward, maybe just for, for some of our listeners who might not be familiar uh, with the work that uh, the uh, Large Business Center did before, I guess it was taken out of commission uh, a few years ago, just uh, maybe give us uh, some of that uh, context because we do know uh, in your own previous role, you also had uh, quite a considerable interface with it. Yeah, so, so first of all, the segment of, the, of, of, of taxpayers that is served from the large business center includes uh, group companies and entities with turnovers over a billion, mm. and all JSE-listed companies, all multinationals, regardless of their turnover, and then for financial services and mining companies, uh, a turnover of just over 500 million. Um, and the whole, I mean, I think it's important, Ayabonga, to just stress that the large business center is based on an international best practice mm. of how revenue authorities organize uh, and, and arrange uh, their work uh, specifically for large businesses. Large businesses and wealthy individuals uh, provide the highest revenue opportunity. In, this, in our case, about a third of our revenue comes from this segment. Mm. But they also, therefore, uh, provide the, the most significant risk in areas where there's some compliance. Uh, and so the whole focus, while it is driven by a one-stop service to, pr- pr- to provide greater clarity and certainty, firstly and secondly, uh, to lower the burden of compliance by the mm. more efficient uh, way of, of serving taxpayers to fulfill the obligations. At the same time, we also have to present a credible threat of detection so that those dishonest taxpayers who mm. seek not to comply uh, can be held to book. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Commissioner, I want us maybe to talk about that because we do know that the segment that you're referring to is is a very mobile segment. I mean, uh, and uh, their money is uh, also as mobile as uh, maybe a lot of them would be as well. And uh, a lot has been made in the last few years around uh, this issue of transfer, uh, uh, mispricing, trade misinvoicing, and many other issues uh, that uh, 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 numerous reports, including one uh, uh, even. Uh, led by a former president of ours, uh, have indicated that, you know, have taken money that should have been going to tax authorities on the continent of Africa away from our continent. What becomes the role of the large business center in doing that kind of work in following up on uh, people who um, are not, uh, I guess, meeting up to their end of the bargain when it comes uh, to their tax affairs? So, so that's a great question. There are two streams. The first stream is what we call aggressive tax planning. Um, and that would cover areas such as uh, transfer, pricing, abuse, mm. uh, base erosion, and profit shifting. Um, and, uh, and in that regard, uh, particularly multinational companies who have a parent company offshore, 
that a local subsidiary, they inflate the cost of goods and services to the local subsidiary, which actually is then just a mask for an illicit outflow of money uh, and therefore an erosion of our tax base. Mm, mm. Um, so we need to build a technical capability uh, that is able to, uh, to investigate and understand that risk, reconstruct um, uh, the transactions at an arm's length basis based on uh, acceptable commercial comparables, and then um, hold those companies uh, to account to pay the actual taxes that are due, notwithstanding the, the, the monies that may have flown. Mm, mm. Um, so that's a huge area for us. Okay. Another area of non-compliance that we detect is a divergence between effective tax rates and statutory tax rates. And very often it masks uh, some aggressive planning um, to either overstate uh, expenses, uh, understate revenues, or arbitrage between capital and revenue mm. uh, in order to minimize taxes. And so those are areas that we, examples of areas we call aggressive tax planning. On the other side is more criminal activities, uh, hard criminal activities, because it's a crime even uh, to defraud your taxes uh, on the aggressive tax planning side. But criminal would be for example, we have incidences of clothing that is imported from jurisdictions such as uh, China mm. and India, and we find the deliberate understatement of the value. I mean, it is laughable to think that you would disclose a jacket or a suit, a men's suit, uh, for 17 rand, or a woman's pajamas for 78 cents. Mm-hmm. And we actually see that level of blatant criminal activities mm-hmm. by uh, deliberately under-declaring uh, values of money uh, or rather values of goods that are imported, and that's purely uh, for, to create customs fraud. Mm-hmm. Goods that are on the way out, we find... Um, let me give you a frightening data point. We came across uh, six shelf company operators who create... Um, entities, shelf companies, at the rate of 400 a week, um, and they create them purely to create uh, that refund fraud. Mm, mm, mm. Commissioner, uh, Commissioner, I'd like us to pause there for a second. I mean, just on uh, on that frightening data point you've shared there. Uh, I want us to take a quick spot break. But when we come back, uh, we'll continue with our conversation. And I want us to also, I guess, pay attention to this issue of uh, uh, recapacitating this large business center at SARS. Seven minutes it is before 8 p.m. It's our business wrap and uh, uh, we're taking a look at uh, one of the big stories uh, today coming out in the world of business and that's the re-establishment of the large business center at uh, the receiver of revenue at the South African Revenue Service. And I'm in conversation with the commissioner at uh, SARS, Edward Kisweta. And Edward, before we went to the break, uh, uh, you gave us, I guess, that startling uh, data point there of uh, the number or the quantum of uh, all of these shelf companies that are created weekly uh, to try and uh, service, I guess, uh, this kind of uh, trade misinvoicing that you refer to? Well, this is specifically to... Uh, uh, they create companies with no intention to trade, mm. uh, purely to um, to create the opportunity for that fraud. Mm, 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 mm. And, and, and when you look at all of these things, uh, I guess that one of the big challenges here is, is that much of the capacity that over time had been accumulated within the large business center uh, was effectively decimated. Uh, during the Moyano regime. And, w- and one would think that uh, you have a, 
uh, a Herculean task ahead of you in uh, trying to re-establish that and attract many of that uh, of that personnel back to the receiver of revenue. Herculean is an apt description. Mm. We've lost um, over almost 120 uh, uh, specialist auditors um, uh, that would work in the area of international taxes, transfer pricing, etc. Um, and um, so we need to 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 rebuild our technical capability in these areas. I mean, thankfully, we still have many hundreds and thousands of honest men and women who still hold uh, their finger in the so-called revenue dike uh, uh, to to ensure that we are able to administer our taxes. Mm. But it would be it would be a false sense of comfort if I shared with you. Uh, or created the impression that we are operating at the level where we ought to. So rebuilding that capability and skill is an important piece of work, Mm. but also ensuring that the people we already have are better and more strategically directed to the most meaningful work. So the the whole way we conceptualize our work and making better use of the resources we already have Mm. is an important part uh, in addition to bringing back people who have left and, and also becoming an attractive employer yeah. where young professionals who are trained in these areas of finance, um, actuarial sciences, data sciences, uh, even behavioral sciences, uh, look to SARS as mm, an attractive employer. Mm. Commissioner, I mean, one, one would think that uh, for, for the effectiveness and the success of a unit like this, that uh, there would have to be a lot of cooperation globally with other tax authorities and other jurisdictions as well. Uh, what becomes the nature of those partnerships and that kind of cooperation uh, with uh, tax authorities in other jurisdictions so that you don't have this, this kind of arbitrage opportunity uh, that some people are using uh, uh, and also even, I guess, intentional criminal activity in the case of things like VAT fraud and uh, misstating the value of goods that are being imported into the country? Sure. So there's a number of instruments. One of them, Ibonga, uh, is an automatic um, exchange of information agreement with uh, well over 100 different tax jurisdictions uh, which provide us with access to South African residents uh, who have a presence, an economic presence in jurisdictions beyond South African borders. We have double tax treaty agreements Mm. to minimize uh, the burden on, on on taxpayers who reside in multiple jurisdictions. We've introduced now a, a different approach to uh, worldwide tax because of the level of abuse that often happens in the 183 days of residence, where people kind of so close to the margin just to willfully uh, avoid becoming tax residents in South Africa. So working with other revenue authorities, we're able to have... Uh, mutual uh, uh, administrative assistance agreements, mutual information exchange agreements, because you're quite right. With a high level of mobility of people, Mm. um, borders become virtual uh, and harder to track and enforce. And so cooperation with other revenue authorities. So South Africa is a member of the Forum for Tax Administrators, uh, which is a worldwide body of uh, the top revenue authorities, and then we are also a member of the World Customs Organization. Uh. Uh, so in both these areas, we draw from the expertise, um, but also we share uh, and leverage our efforts uh, because tax fraud is a global uh, uh, phenomenon, 
And unless we work together, we cannot sure. uh, effectively close the tax gap. Okay. Commissioner, before we let you go, uh, I think many of our people might uh, think that when we talk about this large business center, uh, we are only talking about a virtual center, but it is a physical space as well. Uh, can you say a little bit about, I guess, where, where this new center is going to be located and uh, maybe uh, uh, in line with some of the remarks you were making earlier on during the day, uh, some interesting, uh, I guess, uh, more comical uh, comments about that. <laughs> yeah, sure. so sure. So um, you remember the first... Uh, uh, edition of this was located in Megawatt Park, yes, uh, or so-called Mega Bucks Park. <laughs> uh, it's become Megawatt Mega, Mega Bucks Park <laughs> for different reasons because of all the cash drain that it can require. Yes, yes. Um, but now we are located in Woodmead uh, North Park, which okay. is um, close to Sunningdale in Woodmead. Uh, that will be the main centre. And we already have a fledgling presence in the Western Cape as mm. well as in KwaZulu-Natal. And we will uh, reinforce that so that effectively we'll have a presence uh, initially in, uh, in Gauteng uh, as well as in, the, in Cape Town and KZN. And then we'll see where else uh, we need to be physically present. Mm. But mm. you are right. Quite a significant amount of our engagement with taxpayers is actually already online. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, Commissioner, we'll have to leave it there. Really appreciate you taking time out to speak to us this evening. Uh, that there was uh, Edward Kisweta. He's the uh, Commissioner at uh, the South African Revenue Service speaking to us about the reestablishment of the large business centre. And uh, that was the same centre there that uh, had been, uh, I guess, um, the capacity in it had been decimated by uh, the uh, Tom Moyane Bain uh, nexus. And uh, it's uh, quite... I guess encouraging it should be uh, to see the return of this large business center, at least of all with all of the challenges that we have when it comes uh, to the mobility of capital globally and uh, I guess the aggressive tax planning that uh, the commissioner was speaking to there.